Hello fuckers, welcome to Films and Swearing. I'm your host, Stuart Sutherland. Joining me today, we've got Magic Mike Christie. Yeah. And Andy Walker. Aye. Oh, I'm breathing the fucking cut and the all The all and all swearing. Wait, he's always caring and he's always swearing. Uh, he's quite yeah. a, hell, uh, a heartfelt bugger nowadays. Uh, yeah, you're listening to Films and Swearing, Foul Mouth Movie Podcast, that of course straight out of Five Scotland. Today, we make our third stop in the Quentin Tarantino month with Django Unchained. Yes. Episode 152, we are now on. Uh, before we get right into our film, we are going to have to quickly mention the passing of Frank Vincent. Uh, Sopranos, good fella actor, dies of heart complications at the age of 78. I read into it. He was I, in. I never actually read any of it. I just read that he fucking kept the bucket. He had complications during open heart surgery in New Jersey. I don't want to blame New, New Jersey. Jersey. I don't want to blame New Jersey. <laughs> right, but ah, oh, fucking complications during open heart surgery. That wasn't there. Nice. That's what the situation's doing. The, the fucking heart surgeon in New Jersey. <laughs> Flexing his abs at some cunt. They sliced his fucking artery. <laughs> Bit like so he's so he's seventy eight. Yeah, or he was seventy eight. And he was having open heart surgery. He was going for heart surgery. Is that just to try and keep him tank for a few more years? Maybe. Like, I, I, I think in all these mob movies, they're always eating at fucking delis. They're, they're, no, they're never <laughs> leading healthy lifestyles. Nah. So he's maybe getting nah. some work done in the old ticker, and then just some rival gang boss just came and stuck their thumb in his heart. No, I said, set the fucking reset button and left. Uh, I like to think when there's guys that have always played famous mobsters... I always like to feel like they've kind of went out like in a mob style, like for that memorable scene in Godfather when they're going around, all, there's some cunt getting a massage, get shot in the face, and like all these big characters are getting killed off in like right, a montage. James Cameron is like in the fucking phone box. Aye, I was like, that's how these guys should go. Not the hard complications. I want them to go in a hail of bullets. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe his can family wonder, like, like, Can you wonder how Bob De Niro's gonna die? Like, hmm. I, he's not a fucking gangster enemy. He's lost that title. Yeah, I think the most fitting death would be the way for him to die the way he died in Cape Fear. My idea was that he probably would love to have died between the legs of Aubrey Plaza. And now I'm just thinking he dies going in tongues between Aubrey Plaza's legs. <laughs> Just drowns between the legs of a woman a third his age. Aye, probably, uh, definitely a third, like, <laughs> she is young. Aye, and he ain't getting younger, the old fucker. Anyway, um, Frank Vincent is known, I think, most famously for the big part he played in The Sopranos, uh, his collaborations with Martin Scorsese and Rage and Bull, Casino and Goodfellas. Yeah. And I think that kind of set the mode for him because when you look at IMDb, pretty much everything else is uh, gangster style mob movies. Yeah. Even had like a reoccurring role in fucking Grand Theft Auto games. Oh, did it? Aye, he was in um, GTA 3, uh, San Andreas, 
and one of the spin-off games, GTA Liberty City Stories. I, oh, right. I need to find his name. He wasn't a Fat Tony, was he? No, he was not, not Fat Gay Tony. He, he wasn't Gay Tony, he was... Ah, is, is it Salvatore Leone? What, Frank I Vincent, uh, as an Italian actor who voiced Leo, the Leone family, Don Salvatore Leone in Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Grand Theft Auto Liberty City Story. Salvatore Leone. I can't remember much. Eh? Aye, like that's so far back, but the fact that he spread across like three fucking installments. <clears throat> yeah. So, he's, he's done a lot. He's fucking played yeah. mobs, mob movie characters in TV series, movies, and video games. Yeah. He's transcended many mediums. Yeah. Especially for a character to be in fucking three GTA games. The cunt in those games never last longer than one. Yeah. Uh, Leo is the only standard things I think he done was Goodfellas and Casinos. I never really, I never really watched, well, I've never really got around to watching Sopranos. Aye, I, so what I'll do now, as I always do when someone's passed, is play a wee clip of their work. Arrest me right now! Right now! I'm fucking shot! Would you please calm down, sir, and tell us what happened? Two black kids, they shot me with the fire hydrant! They ruined my car, look! This is an antique! They got me fucking shot! So where are they? Where are they? Brilliant fucking question! They, they ran away! Where do you think they are? Do you wish to file a complaint, sir? Yeah, I want to file a complaint. I want them locked under the fucking jail. Hey, Margo, I'm going to turn to water, okay? Yeah, good. Where you going? Where's he going? Did you oh. happen to catch the name of the suspect, Officer. sir? Officer! What the fuck are you doing? Fuck that Just calm down. Calm down, my ass! Did you happen to catch the name of the suspect? Fuck you, their name. Mo and Joe. What do I know their names? Mo and Joe what, sir? <laughs> Mo and Joe what? Mo and Joe what? Mo and Joe Black. How's that? <laughs> They're brothers, sir. Yeah, they're brothers. Yeah, they're fucking brothers. You were having a party. I mean, I just came home. I haven't seen you in a long time, and I'm breaking your balls, and you're right away you're getting fucking fresh. I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend you. I'm sorry, too. It's okay. No problem. Okay, salute. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Motherfucking mutt! You, you fucking piece of shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on! Come on! Let him go. He's his fucking button at the safe old tough guy. You brought your fucking button, you big tough guy! But that's it. Between the fucking get your fucking shine box, it'll probably be one of his most famous. Yeah, he was the one in Casino as well, that thing with. Joe Pesci and his brother in the fucking cornfields. Oh, he was for the metal baseball bat. That is a fucking hard scene to watch. Yeah, it's no, but it's a grim fucking scene to watch. Nah, pretty much been buried alive. eh? Aye, and the fucking state of them, like they're all fucking covered in blood. Ah, it's the noise of the fucking, fucking the noise of the titanium fucking baseball bat as well, man. Aye, the unforgiving steel of aluminium. Anyway, rest in peace. Frank Vincent. I fucking started I fucking panicked on the name. I was like, which order? Is it Vincent Frank or Frank Vincent? So, you could talk to Andy. Wait. <laughs> I keep forgetting that you're just left in the silences versus sitting watching movie clips. Sitting chuckling to yeah. ourselves. <laughs> fucking Andy's missing that's out on the party. That's I hear a couple of giggles doing the game. Ah, they were just making fun of black people, so. Oh, mate.
Alright folks, what you hear now is our spoiler alert music. Us at Films and Swear and Canna be arse avoiding, avoiding spoilers. So if you're a sensitive bugger and you've not seen today's film, turn off the podcast because we're about to get balls deep in spoiler territory. And to stay in context of the film, we will be using that many said racial slur said in Django. So yes, if you are going to be offended by hearing the N-word used repeatedly throughout the show, how the hell did you manage to watch Django? We didn't. <laughs> so yes, um, this is just so you get a wee extra warning before we go on with the rest of the show. If you're a bit sensitive to hearing racial slurs, you better just leave it here. Just like that fucking right, theme played in. Let's fire it out. Right. I just feel like we're on a horse going through a field, listening to this music. Now Andy, can I hear any of it? Nope. <laughs> okay, right. Alright, you're sitting in the chair just waving your hands like he's at some fucking, like, fucking 60s concert. Too uh, stupid. Uh, I think it's a fucking, I think it's a church. <laughs> Me at church, I'm only there to bless children. Anyway, that sounds really weird out of context. Mm. <laughs> so, Django and Chain from director Quentin Tarantino. This film stars Jamie Foxx as Django, Christoph Waltz as Dr. King Schultz, Leonardo DiCaprio as Calvin Candy, Kerry Washington as Broomhilda von Shaft. You think she's related to Shaft Shaft? Like well, along in the lines of I've got Ruby's great great grandmother. Oh, I've got a bit of trivia that will oh. nail it then. Oh. <laughs> uh, Sam Jackson is Stephen. Walter Goggin shows up as Billy Crash. Uh, Dennis Christopher is Mo Guy, like their weird lawyer dude. Oh yeah. Uh, James Remar's got fucking like two or three two characters. Roles. I noticed that. Booch Pooch and a Speck and Nicole. Galicia is Sheba. Uh, Laura Coyliet is Lara Lee Candy Fitzwilly. Candy Fitzwilly. Yep, that's a hyphen. <laughs> <laughs> what, candy Fitzwilly in her mouth, eh? <laughs> I was trying to take a drink of juice there. You can't say shit like that. <laughs> uh, Andy, go tell us, what's the plot of Django? Unchained. Set back in the days of slavery and cowboys and shit. Um, a slave gets rescued by a bounty hunter and they go on a quest to save the slave's wife and by killing a lot of people on the way. Mm-hmm. And chaos ensues. That was perfect. Fuck I. Fucking knocked out the park. So, hey, Andy, we'll start with you. Was this your first time what? watching Django Unchained? No, no, I've seen this quite a few times now. Is this a, a, a favourite of yours? Aye, I quite enjoy this film, yeah. I watch it. I've, I've, well, I've seen it about four times, so... If I hadn't, I wouldn't have fucking Watched done this much. podcast. I would have <laughs> fucking run away. I was sitting there recording tonight's episode and I got a sick note for Andy. Oh no! It's, see, when you were on the chat last night, and you were on about I've already done that on the podcast. I was like, 
Fucking wild card. Fucking hateful eight's getting this the morning. <laughs> but nah. Nah, hateful eight's still on the shelf. Till further notice. Um, Mike, you've seen Django 4, haven't you? Django 4. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Was there four of them? Uh, there, there might have been of the original ones. I've not fucking looked. Nah, I've seen this a few times, like... And yes, myself, I have seen Django and Chains. Uh, this is maybe my second time watching it. Huh? I did uh, watch the re- originally <clears throat> uh, when I was, I think it was back when you got your first batch of Oscar leaks. Ah, that's when I first watched it as well. Because this was... 2012. Aye. So that was at the stage where like that shit was relatively new and we didn't have immediate access to the cinemas, so get a chance to see fucking Django at home in DVD quality was, yeah. was rather tempting. And for that low, low price of zero pounds and zero pence. Ah, just Thank that you. wee bit of your soul that you had to sell for it. Motherfucker, I didn't sell any of my soul when I stream all my shit. He's <laughs> <laughs> proud to be a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Can I sell a parrot with a cat? They call a magic Mike Blackbeard from nothing. Well, I've got a beard. What colour is it? Black. Aye. <laughs> I can <laughs> forget about that bit. Um, Alright, reactions. Mike, what do you think of Django? Um, ah, it's quite good. It's... Mm-hmm. Not, uh, is it good as the others? Or are you feeling this is a... What do you mean as good as others? Um, Tarantino films. Uh, probably put it in my top top five maybe aye aye like that's it if you're trying to put it in a, in a score out of ten I wouldn't say a ten out of ten nah I'd probably a, a seven and a half ten eight maybe aye it's a, I think a definite eight out of ten whilst it's, it keeps to the quality of Quentin Tarantino's work yeah. and like his yeah like, like, aye, writing. Better, I think I still prefer Reservoir Dogs and Glorious mm-hmm. Bastards. Yes, aye. That was it. If I had the if I had the choice of watching Glorious Bastards or Django Unchained, I would probably watch Glorious Bastards first. Yeah. So not that we're shitting on it because this is actually quite a quality film. Like yeah. the writing, uh, I didn't think that Jamie Foxx was this fucking good in film. Like me, I, it was. It's terrible in films, and they're like. Because that's it. Is this is that his, is that him peaked? Is I don't know, be... I thought he peaked when he played Ray Charles. See, I've not seen that, because like, he has gotten a few uh, I was going to say career-defining roles. Uh, yeah. Let's see, well, yeah. was, Ray was, Charles. He was good in Collateral. Collateral. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Eh, eh, nah. that, I thought that was his first, his worst role uh. until... That sleepless, it's just ah, that's just came out. I oh, I watched that like fucking a few months ago. Oh, that's definitely the bottom of the pile. Like ah, uh, uh, I looked like <clears throat> half of like the fucking uh, Miami Vice movie you did with Big Colin Farrell. Ah, uh, it, it was looked... pretty bad as well. I didn't quite like that either. That was like because the same. It was collateral guy, wasn't it? Michael Mann. Michael Mann. Uh. And he's like shit. I like the way you film, boy. I could be in another one. <laughs> <laughs> But we're calling Farrell this time. 
Um, aye, it is. It's a back to Django. It is a fucking fun film. Like, whilst I know very minimal about actual westerns, I have seen very little. I imagine I'm missing out on a whole boatload of references, homages. Uh, but it doesn't mean I can't uh, easily enjoy this film. Like, even though it does go on for hours, like. The fucking cast, like the strong casting in this yeah. film, makes it. Even like, like the, even like fucking big names say small roles. Fucking Bruce Dern. Oh. Bruce Dern has like the tiniest wee role in it. I know, and as soon as I fucking seen him, I was like, oh, Bruce. Like, and he had a good role. He like uh-huh. he's the fucking guy that fucking put the scars on them, like those uh, branded the R's on their faces. Yeah. Aye, it's nice to see his wee fish show up. Yeah, especially like new, like if you like their like warm ups for what they go on to later on. The same with like Walter Goggins showing up as well. Aye, you just feel like that's him getting a warm up for a bigger part, a, a bigger part later on. Yeah, but aye, I mean the fucking cast in this film, like I could easily watch Django and King Schultz collect and bounties like on on their own, just watch them two on their merry yeah. adventures. Like, that was entertaining as fuck as it was. Like, them going getting the fucking Brittle Brothers. Yeah, the Brittle Brothers, that was pretty good. Um, right, okay, let's do what we did with uh, Reservoir Dogs and just pick a character each and talk about what we liked. Andy, what? give me a character name and let's get the discussion going. Um... We just start for the top. Fucking Django. The big D. Aye. Oh, J because the D's silent. Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. What was your one of your favourite scenes with Django, Andy? Well, it was my favourite bit with him was the shootout. Like just after the King Schultz kills Candy. Oh, oh, like the eye, like the, and then it's all that whole sequence where he's like killed loads of bastards. Mm-hmm. That's what? my favourite bit. Like. like that looks like quite a lot of fucking can tomatoes got wasted on set that day. Uh, yeah, that was a messy fucking shootout. Yeah, I they they did not start putting in like sound effects of fucking mortar fire and everything. I like the slow motion bits and stuff. Aye. I yeah. noticed that. I mm-hmm. same with the slow motion. Bit where they're shooting all the the backheads, and Django Aye. shoots the one for fucking miles away, and you just see the the camera, the horse, but it's Aye, like the horse's legs, and, flowers. and like the, oh no, I one at night, yeah. And it's when you think that the fucking the, like when I was watching, it, I was like thinking that it's going to be the horse that's going to get it's it in the legs. Yeah. That actually shoots the guy on the horse, and the fucking horse just cake it in blood. It's mm. just going away. It's like fucking cheers, pal. Yeah. Uh, I, I was quite like the fucking valet costume. Oh, the like, blue, where the, the blue right, one You're it. now a free man. Choose what you want. And then you see him in this fucking blue velvet with a big white neckerchief yeah. on a bit on a horse and you see the fucking lassie on the plantation like, you chose to dress like that? <laughs> uh, Mike, any particular scenes where Django nails it? I was quite 
quite fond of him at the start, like he's talking big massive hair. Aye. And like just the fact that I mean he like does that we strut at them like, at the end of that scene when he's free and he just like throws the fucking Aye throws the fucking the cloak off like when he becomes unchained. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I kinda wish he'd kept the hair the rest of the film though. <laughs> like, he wouldn't even be able to wear any fancy hats though. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you see that one where it looked like a fucking Willy Wonka. Aye, that's top what I was <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna sit on his fucking matted head. Yeah, uh, uh, I did like the he's he's a bit of a theatrical character, like you know uh, when it comes to the reintroduction to him and Brumhilda. Oh, is it was on the horse? No, I mean it's when they've all the way they're at Candy's, they're in the house, and he's hiding in the next room, uh, and fucking King staying the big speech, building it all up, and the chap in the door opens the door, and he's doing you know, a wee pose, and the lighting's perfect behind him. She looks some fucking. Pours out a tumbler of water and fucking keels over, and you've just got King sitting on the bed going, "Silver tongued devil." <laughs> See, I thought it was gonna be the bit where uh, I think it's in the film where he's on the horse, and he's making the horse do the fucking oh the wee like, trot, strut, like, wee trot walk guy. Aye, because that's it. You had he's obviously become like the protege of King. Yeah. Uh, especially like, him and his horse Fritz, where yeah. he does the little bow. Uh, should we just transition right to King then? Aye. I quite, I quite like King Schultz. Aye, Aye he's probably my favourite character. Mm-hmm. And um, and I would say another deserving fucking Oscar for Christopher Waltz. Yeah, although I think I slightly prefer Colonel Hans Lander. But Aye. I still went King Schultz is still it really is. It just seems it seems so. I wouldn't say he's as chirpy and as fucking happy in this one as what he was in Henry, but he's still the way he goes about his business. Yes, he, he is like a very well mannered uh, travelling dentist. Yeah, it's got a big fucking like the fucking tooth, tooth on top of the fucking uh, carriage. Just the fucking ram at home is like, ah, no, I'm just a travelling dentist. I'm a weary traveller. It doesn't even matter that, that tooth is full of money. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you think because he's, well, he's also he's German anyway, but there's more of a southern like, accent in this one than what there was for like, Hans Lander. Like, it was sounding more like a wee bit like American, a wee bit. Aye, because there was sometimes when he was sitting, like, talking with uh, Calvin, and he probably did sound quite American. Yeah. Um, I think there might just be, with the fact that it's set in itself, it would make more sense, like, obviously home away from the motherland and yeah. since he's not in German, Germany it wouldn't be as obvious yeah. so I imagine he's just adjusted with the setting yeah. but I love the scene with him when they first go into town and everyone oh, kind of they believes go, they, they go see the, the bar ah, they see the fucking they're like that nigga's on a horse and <laughs> no one could believe it and then they get to the fucking bar and he says oh we me and my friend require refreshments, and they're the boys sitting changing. The light bulb was from it. Aye, and he kind of turns around and says, We're not open back at the steps. Like, what the hell? Like, you brought that guy in my fucking bar? And he fucking tells him, like, Go get the sheriff. Yeah. And he just goes running out the fucking place, gets the sheriff, shoots the sheriff, yeah. and says, Now you can get the marshal. And he just fucking runs away again. Like, yeah. I just love his little pocket pistol. Well, yeah. Up the trick up his sleeve. Yeah. 
the fact that the marshal gets 100 marksmen mm-hmm. outside that wee fucking pub it's a bit overkill though eh? oh, he's like what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> and he's, he's that fucking uh, professional when he's out when he's inside the right I imagine there's some tension and you all want to probably shoot me now I've got a warrant I want to come I want to have your words that you won't shoot me like what like Bill like a dog in the street exactly like a dog in the street. We don't want that. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's just... He, he plays these characters fucking perfectly. Like, yeah. And just the fact that he comes out with the bill and he, he's, he's like, a, like a little fucking detective. Like, yeah. where he includes in the whole story. He's like, I bet this guy came here two years ago. And he was doing this. And, he, and they fucking spell the whole story. And the fucking marshal's like, I've, he's fucking right. Like, instead of shooting me, I need to give you, like, fucking $200. Uh, what fucking justice is that? So the fucking story is fucking clever. Yeah, like it's it's one of these things fucking Quinn Tarantino is good with. Like it's a really fucking smart and well played script. Yeah. Aye, well played. No, it's probably not the right term to use there, but it is he comes well up with written. these. Aye, he comes up with these fucking brilliant characters with great backstories and just manages it and it all fucking works. Like uh-huh. that. Uh, because Django's kind of like in the background until like their time together really builds up and they meet the Brittle Brothers. They fucking finish them off. And it's not until the fucking night time you get that... Uh, fucking clan scene Aye. all the white hoods and a wee cameo for fucking Jonah Hill yeah I like that he never played like he was doing a little bit of acting there like he wasn't a whiny Jonah Hill Aye, it was. he was he was he was a bit of a more like a, a toughened Jonah Hill he wasn't he? a whiny wonder. bitch Aye. Which I kind of expected him to be like when he pulled off his hood. I was expecting him to be like Seth, fucking super bad, and like yeah. just play what he normally does. But he was a wee bit more grown up, a bit more mature yeah. for this one. But I just love the fucking the whole breakdown of the all the fucking bitching about the bags. Aye, and there's like I can't see shit, and there's certain turns. Ah, no, I fucked it. <laughs> and there's one guy that like, my wife. It's fucking got thirty bags together, and if you're not, a, well, you could go fuck yourselves. I ain't coming to any more of these meetings. And he just fucking trots away. Yeah. Aye. As there's some like that didn't need to be there, but the fact they put it in there just it kind of gets all the laughing and it pokes look fun at the fucking clan as well. Yeah. Because I was they did kind of come across that it was a clue clots. Aye, aye. Because they were just I think they were just calling them backheads at the time. Aye. Aye. Now, Andy, um, was there any particular any other King Schultz scene that we've not touched on at the moment? That was a particular favourite of yours? Just the very first time you see him. That's one of my favourite bits where he's oh. where he keeps on speaking like big words to the Americans and they're saying speak English, but <laughs> he's, he speaks better English than them. Aye. And but he's just trying to keep them calm. Mm-hmm. And I like how because he's he's pissing off 
like the, what was the guy Ace, uh. and he's fucking holding the gun up to him and said, "Right, I could see you're being threatened, and you're like you're quite alarmed. You're you're being hostile. You're pointing your gun at me, and he just like fucking drops his lantern, and it's enough for him to fucking pull at the pistols, and, uh. and he shoots him in the in the head uh. and shoots the other fucking horse. Ah, uh, shoots the horse in the head, and the horse lands on the guy's fucking, leg. Aye. Like that is there when you see those first two shots. It, like it gives you an idea of the fucking gore you're gonna see later on. Yeah. But it looks like just fucking carrier bags of blood getting mm. burst. I like the the bit where he's finished talking with the guy in the horse at the start. Aye. And then he ready to go away, and he sees other slaves, and he goes, "So you've got two choices. Aye. You can." Go thirty-seven miles back that way. Mm-hmm. I go and lift the horse off of your your owner. Go carry him thirty-seven miles to the nearest doctor's. Or you can take your chains off, shoot your master, and try to find some place more hospitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fact that they're yeah. all like they're all shackled and slowly walking towards them, and it's like it's like that impending doom. Uh, where he knows he's going to get fucked up. Like, all he's he's trying his best to try and talk about it. And he's like, like, now, didn't I give you my last apple? Uh, he's like, come on, guys. <laughs> hey, fellas, come on now. It's like, I'm treating you like humans now. Come on. And you just hear them fucking... They, they, they shoot him or they uh, just all bar fuck uh, him? They shoot him, uh, they uh, shoot him uh, two or three times. Aye. Uh, now, Mike, any preference to King Schultz? Particular scenes. Well, we'll leave like the big dining room scene a little bit later. I like the bit where as well when he was uh, when he got Broomhilda brought up to the room, mm-hmm. and then he starts talking in German. Aye, and it's kind of uh, reminds you of aye, uh, Inglorious Bastards. Monologue, aye. Aye, where is it right? We're talking in this language, so anyone listening in can't hear fuck all. Yeah. Because that's all of Candy's fucking informants, and they can't speak German. Yeah. So, aye. It's funny, like, once he's got her in the room and fucking, what's. What's fucking, like, like, like Willie? No, what's fucking Candy's sister called? Oh, uh, Candy Fitz Willie. Uh, <laughs> Lily Lee. Aye, Lily Lee's just like trying to like, walk out the room, he's like, nope. Eyes, shuts the door, door in the face. And she's kind of got that look on her face like... Aye. Where she's like, oh, that wasn't personal. And just kind of flutters away. Aye, I don't mind noticing that. Like, I just didn't like her as a character. I thought she just... looked a bit. Aye, let, let's cut to Candy now. Also, he's a campy, southern gentleman who seems really, really fond of his little sister. Like... Where he's like, Where is my beautiful sister? Like, and to be fair, at first when I seen that, I was expecting like a, just a, a barrage of black women to come out anywhere. <laughs> oh, these are my sisters. <laughs> <laughs> sisters? But I, it's like, mm, I don't think he might be poking his sister. Like, this, he just seems. If like, that's the case, what, what's with the other black women? Oh, Sheba. The, the whale. The well-dressed one. Aye, aye, because aye, that also seems to be another one that he probably fancies. Yeah, he's got this so-called nigger love that he likes to mention. Aye, <laughs> um, nah, so maybe he's just, uh, 
well, he's a plantation owner. He's above. He just switches every once in a while. Maybe it's just a cover the fact he likes Mandingo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did he have wooden teeth or just monkey teeth? Who? Uh, Calvin. I never really. Tell. I just told uh, the one. Yeah, oh, I was really someone I paid attention to. Because there was, there was just that one, like when you first see him, and he kind of just has like a grin, and I was like, "Harry Ken, like what the fucking dentistry was like back in the fucking in those days no, before the Civil I War." I think wooden teeth was before that. Fucking back to the day. That was pirates. like the colonial times when they right. were first going to America. Alright, so he just had manky teeth, right? Did DiCaprio do good in a Tarantino film? I thought it was actually alright. It was a bit. It was a, di- a bit of a different character for him to play. I think. Yeah, it was one of those things. Like when it was announced, you kind of thought, "That's a fucking brilliant idea." Putting like Leonardo DiCaprio, who is like a fucking acting thoroughbred, with like a, an equally talented director. Yeah. Like, could only get like positive results from it. So like when you're getting Brad Pitt put in with Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Like, let's see what the fucking Tarantino could do with somebody like this. Yeah. And he is. He plays it fucking great. Like, he does... Well, he's... He is slightly intimidating. Yeah. Like, but he, he, he's... He's extremely intense. And happy. Aye. Especially, like, when the dining room scene, like, when, like, he, he finds it what's happening. Yeah. He switches it quick. Yeah. Um... But I was just saying he's awfully, he does come across as awfully chummy, but it's because they fucking mentioned like $12,000 to him. Yeah. And he just is like, oh, I'll fucking laugh at anything you say. <laughs> um, now, I'm thinking just as they were going on, because they were going from, where was this first scene that they were at? Because I know you had, they go on a trip to back to Candyland, but they meet. Calvin. Was it that no the Cleopatra Club? Could have been. Was aye. Aye, because they're upstairs and that's where you had the two black guys fighting in the, yeah. in the room. And you had the fucking... Is it the original Django? Aye, is it? Yeah, Franco Nero. Yes. Yeah. Aye. Because that was... I saw like him and his black slave there for the fight. And yeah. his slave gets killed. Because they make that wee joke where they're at the bar. It's like, uh, what's your name? Like, Django. So the deep silent is like, I know. <laughs> so just a nice wee nudge for, like, yeah. Django fans. I, well, the original Django was Mexican. Yeah. Aye. Oh, well. Because I guess they were just Westerns. Aye. Aye. was not like... It wasn't like a black slave. I don't think it was. I've I've never yeah. seen it. I've not really looked in it either. But, but I, think it was just I always just Western. knew that that boy Nero was the original yeah. Django actor. Yeah. Um, but ah, yeah, that that fucking like scene with the fucking two dudes fighting was a bit intense. Ah, it was quite like unflinching there. And um, they were, like, at first, you kind of thought they were just mucking about, but then it turns out like they really were. Mm-hmm. Did you like, see when he was fucking punching them in the ribs and you just heard the ribs breaking? Aye, it looked so fucking sore. Eh? Aye, the fucking sound editing was like, spot like, on. Like picking them up and slamming them onto the fucking floorboard. Aye, that was well. like a hardwood floor. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. I thought they went overboard on the scenes. 
Right. There was like two or three times where it seemed like, oh, that big guy's neck has been broken. But he's still alive. When he's got one a headlock and he's like making the cracking noises like his neck's getting snapped. Aye. But then he just like flings a mare and then kicks fuck at him. Aye. It's maybe not until the very fucking end where there's a not Calvin fucking screaming, blind him, blind him. And then he fucking bursts the boy's eyes. Aye. And chucks a hammer down him. Aye, to fucking finish it. That's a bit brutal. But... Also kind. Yeah, I, I can just leave it. Uh, that wouldn't be a nice way to just, like, fucking... Yeah. <laughs> that boy Nero's helping his blind slave downstairs. Like, what? Could I, just give me the hammer. <laughs> I'm not fucking carting him, him. Uh, um, talking of fucking brutal scenes, what about the... That black slave that was running away and he gets oh, the, the gang ducks. with the ducks. Aye. Uh, and it just, they're tearing them apart. And it, it's cut that quick where you don't see what happens, but you feel like you just see enough. Yeah. Because it looked like clay, like the boys' clothes are like sleeves and trousers are all getting torn by these ducks, but it gives the impression like pretty much the limbs are getting ripped off them. Yeah. And, and amongst that gang, I'm pretty sure you see Tom Savini in there. Aye. You kind of just sit like he's got that fucking fist. You can't hide it. Eh? Yeah. Um, but I, I just mind that scene. Just speaking of brutality. Um. Andy, any other what? notable fucking candy scenes? It's just the hell. His hell bit. His hell fucking heart. Mm. I just thought it was great. Every scene. I guess I guess you just go in like them going in there. You're kind of left by default. You're tense because like at any moment this could go wrong. Yeah. They're only here for fucking Brumhilda, and they're all going on this big act. Is it right? We're just gonna do it. And to me, I felt like because uh, obviously when it all breaks down, they think. They're going to get screwed out at $12,000 and they're going to steal Brumhilda and that's it. They're going to get fucked over and that's why he's so fucking raging in the second half of that dinner scene. But I'm under the impression that fucking King Schultz was going to pay 12000 and maybe 300 for fucking Brumhilda. Yeah. I didn't get the impression that they were going to fucking try and swindle him and just fuck off with the girl. Nah, no, no way I'm having all that money in his wallet. Aye, exactly. Like, that like, wasted time. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I think it could be just a big part of fucking Stephen just, just stirring the pot. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, uh, I thought that was quite a, an interesting part for Samuel Jackson to play. Like That's a fucking brilliant <clears> part for <throat> Sam Jackson to play. It was, um, it was nice to see him actually playing a character other than kind of like, other than himself. Yeah. Like when he's in the Avengers <clears throat> and playing so many other roles, you just feel like it's Sam Jackson being Sam Jackson. Yeah. Like just this cocky, confident character. But this one is always like in a fucking constant state of astonishment. Like, <laughs> it's like, you let that nigga sleep in the big house? Big house? Your daddy'll be rolling in his grave. Like, every time he talks, he seems to be inhaling as he's doing it. Like yeah. His voice is getting higher and higher. And as he's. He fucking plays it perfect, like the whole thing where he's like, Who's that nigga on the neck? 
And it's like, hey, Snowball, why don't you ask that nigga in the neck? And it's like, fucking Snowball, you, what the fuck you call me? <laughs> like, he plays this fucking perfect pattern old man, like, to a T. And he's got the fucking perfect, like, look. Yeah. Like, he's got that look, and like... he's looking old as fuck. I mean, obviously, it is, like, prosthetics and, like, fucking makeup and shit. But, aye, he is, he's... And it's funny, because he's just like this... Uh, he's, he's just like a, a... Not a house servant, but he seems to be, like, in charge of the house. Yeah. So he seems like this highest rank of slave, in a sense, because he's... Aye, because that's the thing, because, like, in the days, like, you kind of wonder if maybe he's sold out. Aye. He's, aye, because he's, like, kind of like a... He's basically like a servant to fucking uh, Calvin Candy, yeah? Aye, aye, the fucking... The man, whoever the man is in charge of the house, in charge of the plantation, he's the right-hand man. Yeah. And they talk about the amount of people, like when Django has them at the ends, and the amount of people that get brought into the plantation, talk about the thousands yeah. that he could have like, could have saved or could have done anything about, but he just kind of just brought them in, just fucking laughing with, with the whiteies. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right, you want to talk about the dinner scene now? Aye. Yeah. Because that is, a, it's like the big turning point in the film where the, like, the charade's up. And it's no until, it's really Lily Lee that fucking drops it. Because up to that point, you can see, oh, it looks like King Schultz and, and Hildy are smitten. They're sitting whispering German to each other. Django's a wee bit mouthy. Like, when uh, Calvin's sitting at the head of the table and he's talking about, I've got three champions. He's like, you have one champion. The other two, pretty good. While she's eating food. And he's like, all right. And he's like, well, Django's a free man. He can talk about mayor for himself. But fucking Stephen in the background so, is like, what the fuck's he saying? Like, he's, he can't even believe this. Other, like, there's another black guy talking in this house. Yeah. He's like, what? And I love that fucking joke. Um, like whilst there's like a shit joke when they're talking about accents and Calvin makes a joke about Boston and everyone laughs mm. and Stephen's having a fucking fit he's like <laughs> slapping his knee going <laughs> like he's losing it he's like Boston Calvin you're so funny like he's just fucking like just brown nosing ah. just just getting it snug up there he's just like oh you funny <laughs> boss oh like, it's just, it's fucking played perfect. Like, nobody spoils this film. Well, we'll get to that. Somebody kind of spoils this film a little bit, but we'll save that. But I, when fucking Lily Lee mentions that uh, fucking Hildy's got those pony eyes for Django, like, yeah. that's like the fucking shot where Michael Fassbender throws up three fingers in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Like, that's the bit where you're like, <gasps> they're fucked. <sighs> Whilst they're not all fucking pulling out guns and shoving in fox balls in this one. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's when you realise, and Sam Jack, Stephen, notices it. Like, he does a lot of fucking acting. Ah, it's like, really just with his eyes. He's in the kitchen where and I was like, you know that nigga, don't you? Ah, he's questioning. <laughs> he's like, no, sir, I'm just, I'm just, like, I'm just scared of you. He's like, why, what are you got to be scared for? And he's, he's like, I don't know. And, and he's like, okay, maybe I was wrong. 
and he's just sitting there and just watching it and he knows and when they fucking start stripping her doing uh, and looking at the scars on her back but it takes him a minute to fucking get Calvin on his side as well uh, like he's like could I have a word with you about dessert he's like why the hell do you need to talk to me about dessert and there's no until he kind of like whispers in hushed tones like let's meet in the library where he, he, it's like he snaps out of it he just like something must be up uh, uh. but I, I would just part of me is like no you're on the wrong page they're genuinely going to buy those folk don't think <sighs> wrong of them Plus, it is an elaborate plan, but nobody's getting screwed. Everyone seems to be getting paid in full. These are really fucking successful bounty hunters. <laughs> they have the money. But it's no until they fucking smash through the doors and they like, get your hands on the table. And DiCaprio's fucking barring the table with his horns. And this seems to be like a big thing that he fucking... Does he smash a tumbler with his hand or... Something no, like he slammed... Does he not slap his horn onto that fucking saw that he was cutting the... Skull with. Aye. Cut his horns and summon. Aye. Because that's it, he does it. Was it when he shouts, tell him to, not to move it like your fucking hands, he just fucking bats his hand on the table. And Aye. then it's just fucking blood. Now, I think that's uh, that might be one of your trivia points. Uh, and I think it's a famous one. Like he, that's a, supposedly a legitimate cut. Yeah. Now, I wonder if there's like some, there's a cut in that scene. Like, whilst it does go on for a few minutes and bleeding, but they might have done some of it and stopped and they were thinking, right, maybe you should work with it because I think when he takes his hand and smears blood across Hildy's face, uh, like that, that would probably be like a big no-no unless you had that person's consent beforehand. I know, that uh, that actually was like a total, like, kind that he just put on. Jesus Christ, like... Yeah, like he done that to, like, add... Hi, it, like, it is, it is... It works like the impact that it does, but uh, like just doing that to the like yeah. just fucking smearing her face in blood. Supposedly, like once they'd done that a bit, and then like the shitty cut, like the whole fucking studio, like gave him like a total standard ovation. I'd I'd be fucking raging. Like you just covered him in your blood. What the fuck you did? Like just yeah. something about that. I felt like he would have. To, but I guess. Uh, like she, the fact they stayed in character while fucking like bleeding like uh, pretty fucking it does it looks like a fucking like his whole palm and he he's calm he's no he's just yes. he's got his hands on the table and like just fucking the brooding intensity where it's like he doesn't break at all yeah. and everyone just ro- like rolls with it yeah but the whole shit when just fucking sawing that skull on the table fucking snapping and he starts talking about all these fucking <sighs> dimples uh, submissiveness yeah. and how where other folk like Galileo would have these dimples for creativity and he was talking about fucking Django if I cut your head open or was it Hildy like cut your skull open I would find the same fucking dimples on you and how the fuck does that scene end cause well they've not got any like King and Django as fuck they didn't get uh, the fact that I think they're actually just still going to actually sell. Aye, because he they're throws the money out. Aye. And he's like, sold. Yeah. And they go to the next room and start writing it all down. Yeah. Aye. And this is the other part. Well, I, I love it, but I just hate the way it turns out where King's a little bit of a bad loser. Like, Aye. the fact that he's been rumbled, you could tell he was annoyed. 
Aye, uh, like, it's like, we're, it's like, it's like in our country, we would say a bit of Zane, but I do not wish to see you again. Uh, so in this case, I'll say goodbye. Uh, it, it's the same where he's sitting there waiting for it, like, whilst Candy's writing it down. But there's a woman playing Beethoven on the harp, oh, and it's fucking hate He's like, like, please, please stop, stop, stop playing Beethoven, and he's fucking pulling her hands off the harp. And Calvin's like, I see you're a bit of a sore loser. And is it? And it is kind of like a cat and mouse thing between Calvin and like who's trying to outsmart one another. And the fact yeah. that Calvin feels like he's won because Stevens noticed, and these are like, we've caught yous out. And it's no until the fucking handshake. Yeah. Whereas the right goodbye and said, nope, that deal ain't worth shit unless you shake my hand. And you can just see King, like, he's just like, like, I'm dealing with a child. This is immature. Like, you can just see him getting, like, just the rage. And just yeah. like, it's another way for just King to win even more. Like, shaking yeah. my hand just seems to be even more, like, proving him to be submissive. Yeah. To him, but I'm trying to remember if when I watched the first time how obvious it would have been for him to put his hand out and pop who goes the pistol. Yeah. It's always like just a lovely. And it's because you kind of forget that you still got it. Aye. And he's like, it's all like it's almost over. They've got the rights, like they've got the freedom papers for Hildy. It's yeah. done. It's read. Everyone's happy. King just needs to shake his hand, but as he says, is it the fact that like because like. Also watching it today, you came what was happening. But when I first watched it, I actually thought it was going to be Leo DiCaprio that was going to turn. Oh, and kill on him. Schultz there. Aye. And it's no until he does, he fucking pop goes pistol, shoots him right in the flower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not a euphemism. Um, and he just does. I like his fucking death fall as well. Like, I like the way he died, boy. Like, where he goes onto the fucking globe and just uh, slides to the floor, and that's him. And yeah. just as he turns around and looks at Django, uh, and it's like, I, like, I couldn't resist. Like, I'm sorry, like, but I just had to fucking shoot that boy. And like, <laughs> he, just, he was annoying the tits off me. Yeah. And then that shotgun blast. Uh, like, not only does it hit him, it fucking obliterates the library behind him. Uh, like, that was a fucking beautiful shot where it just, it all kind of explodes. And Calvin's like, no, Steve's like, Calvin! Uh, and he sort of runs in with cradles on. Fucking holding him, crying. And it, they, they do a great sound thing here where you hear, like, the heartbeat. Like, it's like, I think it's like Django's heartbeat where, like, just in sort of, like, the moment's notice where it's like, fuck. He just has to turn and start shooting cunts. Ah, uh, because he grabs the fucking gun and shoots, um... A fucking pooch. Pooch, aye. Aye. And then you get the whole, like, mass fucking shootout. Aye. And it's beautiful. I love it just when you get a nice, gory shootout, just where fucking blood is being chucked everywhere. Yeah. And it's not like Japanese blood where it's like fountains. Uh, uh, this is squibs. like chunks. This is like some dude was getting shot in the ass several times. Yeah. There's one poor cunt that was lying dead. Well, not one dead. One of the best I liked when um, it's like it's in the room. But then it cuts to the hall and you see him diving at the fucking door and shooting the guys on either side of the fucking door. Aye, it's like a fucking, like you're Max playing. Payne. Aye, you just fucking dive backwards into the hallway and it's fucking shooting all cunt, but it was, there was no slow motion, just fucking diving it. Aye. Fucking happens that And then quick. the door opens. Mm. And then he's got like the fucking... 
every time. And it's so quick as well. Ah, it is so well filmed, and it's it's fucking it's cool as fuck. Yeah, it's the only way to say it. And I mean, the only place it kind of goes for there is like that weird scene where he he's, he's he gets captured because he just gives up. Like also, they have a fucking gun held to Hildy, uh, so he could only just give it up, walk out, and then you find him fucking strapped upside down in the scud, and you've got fucking Walter Goggins with that fucking knife. Aye. Uh, sticks it in the fucking kiln. Aye. Ready to fucking cut his nuts off. Yeah. Uh, no mere fucking vulnerable hung upside down wearing a fucking mask and your horns tied up. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure he just was holding them by the cock. Uh, like, right, I'm getting ready to cut your balls off. And then comes Kyle, uh, fucking Stephen, just saying, no, nah, no, nah, we're going to sell them to the miners. And it's like, you fucking took a minute. I was about to fucking Aye, cut his... fucking, he's got the, like, the knife all heated up as well, eh? Aye, it's fucking sparring. It's, like... it's when he's walking in the shed and he dips it in the fucking the bucket Aye. of water. Mm-hmm. Aye. And then you get to the miners. So, uh, this is maybe your your moment where it's like, right, maybe not everything in this film is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin Tarantino and his Aussie accent. Yeah. I thought he seemed at mere South African. <sighs> oh, see, I'd, you could think that, but then, like, his partner, the other boy, has a cracking Aussie accent. Uh, and Michael Parks, Michael Parks just plays Michael Parks. Yeah. He doesn't change character for Nakon. Yeah. He keeps his voice. Who was the other boy? Ah, Nakon. It was something like uh, Jack Jefferson or something, or John Jefferson. Uh, but he fucking nailed, like, the fucking another shrimp on the barbie. He was, like, uh, a proper Aussie accent going. But, aye, Tarantino was a bit, like... Yeah, like, maybe you shouldn't have cast yourself in this one, eh? Aye, d- d- or just didn't he do an accent? Aye. Like, yeah. You could have had the was same Was there thing. actually a reason why they, were, why they were meant to be Australian? I reckon, because they were, were some, some sort of mining company. So I reckon if the backstory to them were the fact that they were Aussies and... But... Fuck no, that kind of. And it's like, I, I, I completely forgot that Quentin Tarantino had a wee like cameo role in this until he showed up. Yeah, I said and, holy shit. And I liked it because Django had them in his fucking pocket. Ah. Like when he tells them the story and and Tarantino's listening to him, and then they they go confirm it with the other slaves. Like did that fucking nigga arrive in a horse? Like yeah, he was well like a white guy, and it's like shit. <laughs> we might be onto something here. Mm. <laughs> and, it's it's not until they fucking right the one boy hands his gun over to him and he just like bang that's him bang Michael Parks bang Tarantino who's fucking holding the dynamite uh-huh. and just <laughs> and the fucking how beautiful is that shot where it's a big plume of smoke and as the dust clears it's just fucking Django like fastening the belt like it's just like the silhouette of him it's like oh that is a I bet Tarantino was fucking smiling when he watched the playback of that scene. That was uh. cinematic as fuck. Like, <laughs> that was a fucking peach of a shot. And it just... It did look actually pretty fucking heroic. Like, when he hops up on the horse, he's got, like, a shotgun or a, a rifle in one hand, goes over to the other boys in the cage, gets the sticks of dynamite, and just fucking rides off in the distance. 
and it just shows you their faces watching them ride off like like these boys are going to be telling like the legend of Django to their kids and I think even wondered you just see like the little smile on his face like go get him <laughs> and because that's it by the time he fucking returns it's like they've had Calvin's funeral yeah and it's like they're all coming in and fucking Stephen's like singing a fucking like a hammer aye and they're talking about something like by the way he's oh you'll be fucking meeting them soon though <laughs> and honestly I laugh hard every time whereas you've got uh, Sheba and the black maid coming up the stairs and yeah like, and Django's at the top of the stairs aye, and he's like say goodnight to Laura Lee like what <laughs> say goodnight to Laura Lee and like uh, Good night, Laura Lee. And like, bang. It's just know, fucking it's just, wire pull. Uh, like, yeah, I thought it was pretty funny that bit. Fucking woof, right at the shot. And it was like this perfect, like, bang, scream, gone. Yeah. And fucking Stephen doesn't know what the fuck to do. Like, all the other boys were getting shot, and fucking Walter Goggins was getting it tight. Uh, right in the balls, and he's like, like the fucking the scream, the, the only <laughs> scream a man can make after he's been shot in the fucking balls. Yeah. But I. And what he does to fucking Stephen. Ah, it's been um, it's been, a, it's been a talking to Stephen. He's like, it's like, it's like I can't really six shots, nigga. I can't have two guns, nigga. <laughs> he's like, oh, <laughs> fucking check, mate. He's like, oh, I just. And he, he talks about injuries and says something about like getting kneecapped. Ah, and he just... shoots him twice in the knees, eh? And he's like, Aye. oh, you motherfucker. because Stephen looks like he's about to fight. He's See, this the is cane. probably as real. This is like as real as Samuel Jackson probably gets because when you think of him and like, like in Die Hard with Vengeance where they get shot and all that and he's like, Aye. he's cursing the fucking hell. Aye. And then what other shit? And it's really that really. What, where he's acting most real? Aye, like really, he's acting like, like the... Not like a fucking comic book character. Aye, like when he's Aye. acting like the Samuel Jackson that we can. Aye. Aye. And that way, because like, this is like, with Stephen, there's a bit more of a... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Old, I was going to say old fashions. <clears throat> no, but he's like, he's, he's like a, th- a synthesizer of fucking for candy and that, and then obviously Aye. he just doesn't really fucking care anymore. <clears throat> but Aye, like when he's, when he's injured and that, and it's just, it's... It's like when you're watching him play Stephen for the first hour, it's not like the Samuel Jackson that we... Oh, it's chasing like, snakes on planes. Aye. 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 <laughs> what a fucking horrendous one that was. Um, ah, I like the boy with the PSP flying the plane. It's cool. <laughs> um, but ah, when he starts shooting him in the fucking knees, uh, and he, he gives him two shots and leaves him, and yeah. he's like, he's cursing Jangles. Ah, he's a fucked ass. He's like, they'll find you. Uh, like, that's quite elaborate. Like, somebody walked I'm in. assuming they'll say never believed in locks back at any times either. No, no. Um, but I. The time he, it was sort of fitting ending whether they're in a horse, him and his woman, his horse has learned a fancy trick, mm. and fucking boom goes the plantation. Yeah. Um, that's. I think so. I can't think of any else. No, that's that I've mentioned already. Too. All right, Mike, are you wanting to lay down some trivia um, for us? Ah, there's I've got a, a couple of wee bits. There's nothing fucking major. Groundbreaking. Uh, well, there wasn't a lot of stuff that I quite thought was interesting. Aye. There was obviously the 
uh, Leo DiCaprio thing where he thing with his hand that was a a big thing. Uh, at one of the Comic Cons a few years ago, Tarantino confirmed that Django and Brumhilda are Shaft's great grandparents. Right. Uh, during production, uh, Christopher Waltz fucking broke his pelvis. <laughs> All right. He fucking fell off a horse or something. So right. uh, like, I think it was it was the day with Jamie Foxx and Jamie Foxx felt so bad that he bought him a present. He bought him a saddle with a seatbelt on it. Another interesting one. See how we're talking about the like disclaimer at the start. Mm-hmm. Leo DiCaprio uh, during like filming the scenes with uh, Candy and that, I almost like pulled out because of the amount of like profanity and all that. And uh, Samuel L. Jackson apparently took him the same with like motherfucker. This is just a Tuesday for us. I don't know anything. Anything after that, they were talking about they were. Supposedly, Quentin Tarantino was getting Will Smith to play Django. What that? But then, Will Smith dropped out for someone else. Because he know. doesn't like to swear. <laughs> <sighs> uh, did anybody do the recast? Yes. Why? Oh, I've, I've got my recast. Like. <laughs> I, I've got, I, I've kind of got two as well. So let's, let's run through our first one. I've got one, one like, but... Okay, Mike, you start... Did you enjoy your your beverage first? Eh, uh, right for Django, I've, I've got Denzel. Right, aye. What's your What's your theme? Do you have a theme? Eighties. Okay. Aye. Which is what we say the other one day, which was eighties. Yeah. Hey, aye. I've got. I was going to switch it about and have like white and black, like like you know, aye, the white like Django a, a and like versa. a white Django and like a black candy and all that. Aye. But uh, nah, I just kept it like normal, so I've got Denzel as Django. I've got Jeff Bridges as King Schultz. Oh, good work. Uh, I've got Daniel Day-Lewis as Calvin Candy. Oh, right, aye. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg as Hildy, because I couldn't, I couldn't really think of a, a black Academy Award winning actress for the 80s. Aye. And I've got Morgan Freeman as Stephen. Yeah. He, he would be good if I could Morgan Freeman. I could see him just being as a... I'll, I'll get mine's at the road the new since it's kind of similar. Mine's was uh, an Oscar-themed. So, Django for uh, Denzel Washington is that. Uh. Match, and I felt like I kind of had have to have somebody who put the same size as him. So I went for Kevin Spacey as... Uh, <sighs> Whoopi Goldberg as Hildy. Yeah. Uh, my my alternative was going to be uh, Penelope Cruz but uh, I, I was just she's not as black aye, aye so I was I, did, I was transcending race but I was like how the hell is there a Hispanic over there at that time in uh, that casting and as Calvin I couldn't decide you could take or leave it we could have went with Heath Ledger mm. or Jared Leto Charlie, had an had an Oscar. Uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, uh, yeah. I so I mean, it could have been that, and then I thought, well, we could do Casey Affleck, but it's, 
Avil Acht. And Stephen, Forrest Whitaker. Ah, I thought of Forrest Whitaker. That's not ah, bad. Last King of Scotland. So uh, he could he could do that, I think. Andy? Well, mine's was, wasn't it just for the 80s? It was set in the 80s as well. Right. So for King Schultz, I went for Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> for his famous work as a Russian. He's like amazing oh, ability and... to do accents. <laughs> <laughs> um, Django went for Wesley Snipes. He's like the, the like the an intense black guy. I yeah. thought he would be able to play that well. Um, Candy went for Jack Nicholson. Ah, he's, yeah. he's extremely intense as well. So he's Definitely. got to do that. Um, who am I missing? Brumhilda, Aye. Angela Bassett. Ah, I thought Just, of that. Because she was kind of young at that time. And Eddie Murphy is the fucking Steven. Steven. Ah, that's good. Aye. Budget and box office? Ah, that's probably... It cost $100 million to make. Uh, it was no surprise that it made its money back. Uh, I probably made about Let, two or three hundred more. Let's see. Worldwide, how many hundreds of millions? Three and a half. And Four hundred. Four hundred and twenty-five. That is one hundred and sixty-two domestic and two hundred and sixty-two in the foreign market. I, Amazon one-star reviews. This is a well-reviewed product. Uh, 1,175 reviews altogether. Yeah. 50 one-star reviews. And are they... I, I've just kind of went for the short... Are reviews on tables? Because I, that, was a, that was on my fucking notes. About how many scenes were at a table, but I was looking through one-star reviews on uh, Amazon and there wasn't that guy that had the review last week on it. Aye. Uh, well, that's it. I maybe the most dramatic scene in this film did take place at a dining room table. Yeah, so. I was waiting to see fucking the Glorious Bastards 2 slash Django and Chen at a table. <laughs> oh, fuck. That boy's missed it. Um, these ones, I've just went for like, the short, sharp, one-star reviews. Uh, let's see. Racist Trash by BDM. All Dick, hon- Dick Monkey? I was thinking what BDM stood for. <laughs> Black Dick Monkey. Black Dick Man. Black Dick Man? <laughs> That just seems like the superhero comic that you're never going to see. <coughs> like, because if it's a black dick, man, it's, it's also attached to a white person. Like, it's, no, it's no, nothing super about it if it's attached to a black dude. Now what's special about him? A black dick, man. <laughs> Maybe we got a bionic dick. Oh, aye. Bionic dick, man. It's not fucking taking off. It's like Google, but, it's fucking like, well, like Mr. Gadget. Like fucking sex machine for from Dust of Dawn. Oh, it's just a fucking loaded <laughs> pistol. Uh, anyway, BDM's review is all honkies are evil. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That's his review. Yes. Yes. Um, next one Rubbish by Dan. What a rubbish film. Waste of time and money. Just drop your money down a drain and save on postage. Oh. So I should go outside and just like drop a fiver down a drain, just give money to Pennywise and walk away. 
That's it. Just, I just, how do I say postage? I'm throwing away money. <laughs> uh, next one, rubbish by Jelly Bean. <laughs> a total Did you say rubbish? Rubbish. Just oh. same as Dan, but this one's by Jelly Bean. Uh. A total load of overblown carp. Not crap, carp. Alright. Uh, reminded me of Saturday morning pictures in brackets. What are they? I hear many of you ask. And does it say anything else after that? So, <laughs> did, did this person watch a lot of racist programs or cartoons on Saturday morning ah, while sitting have... eating a big bowl of fucking frosties? Ah, he was obviously sitting watching some fucked up westerns when he was a kid. Frosties in a cart and a fucking grape soda. <laughs> uh, time on films and swearing. I accidentally left our Twitter poll on for an extra day. I know that's so that. It doesn't finish for another 11 hours. Yeah, I know but that's that. at this time, it still belongs to... Let's get oh. on Twitter. It should still be a pop fiction. Ah, it has all those. 41 votes. Uh, we've got 49% pop fiction. 27 on Hateful Eight, 17 on Jackie Brown, and a lonely 7% for Death Proof. So from the looks of it, it will be Pulp Fiction, unless the fucking tide changes and Hateful Eight comes out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. But uh, it looks like our last stop on Quentin Tarantino Month will be back on possibly his most famous film. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. That will be episode 153. I don't understand how on this poll, Death Proof has so far got But when we less, posted Inglorious yeah, Bastards yeah, and Death Proof. Like, Death Proof was doing no bad. Aye, it was, it was was it almost 50-50? Or they just had more of a fighting chance? I had more of a fighting chance than what this did. Yeah. And wow. like with Pulp Fiction, Jackie, and Reservoir Dogs, was it no... Nobody gives a fuck about Pulp Fiction. All they was fighting over Jackie Brown and Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. So it's funny to see, like, that's the, the fucking golden child and this, these options. Yeah. And given, I, was, I was honestly hoping, it's like, come on, Hateful Eight, but... See, I was hoping for Hateful Eight or Jackie Brown. Aye. So, that's it. Well, Andy, what's your preference in, with watching films? What, the one just left? Aye. I'd prefer Hateful Eight. Do we just overrule Twitter then? No. <laughs> Can't I do that? Why not? All three of us just said we'd watch Hateful Eight. Well, to be fair, going back to the 80s season, you did rig one of the polls for I, uh, Big I, Trouble. I, I really wanted to watch Big Trouble in Little China. I didn't give a fuck who said Stan Yeah, I know, but then I think... I think <laughs> I think if you overruled it, I think we would probably lose people voting in future polls and stuff. But we'll do hatefully, I'm sure, at some point. Okay. Well, that's it. I've got an idea, another idea I want to talk to you after the podcast. So we'll leave it. There, there might be a massive change in poll when I go home and open up 20 fresh Twitter accounts and vote in our poll. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking I'll send out a couple of retweets as well. Stu, 90, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89. <laughs> uh, anyway, don't worry. Tune in next week to find out what we're going to do. Find us at filmsandswearing.com. 
do your shopping through us. Go to our website first, click on the Amazon banner, and then do your Christmas shopping. And we, it doesn't cost you anything extra, but we get a little kickback of it. And it's just a nice way to thank us without having to really reach into your pocket any more than you would if you were just buying shit normally. What's the kickback that we get? It varies on each department of the Amazon store. So buying things like DVDs comes through as a very small, like maybe, say, 3%. Right, so but if you're buying fucking, I reckon, garden tools, all of a sudden maybe that's 5 to 6%. Like, some, somebody bought weed killer, and we got, like, a couple quid off of that. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Okay, maybe you should start promoting weed killer on our podcast, Mayor. I don't know about Alison shopping this week. Michael's holding a parcel in his hands. Looks like he's got a tube. You could... Silicone baiting mats. That's what it's all about. Alright. <laughs> he's got a gun. <laughs> no, that's for my work. Okay. Uh, I need my honeycombs. I need to. I need something that's non stick. Alright. Did you go to filmsandswearing.com first? No, nah, I didn't. I forgot. Yeah. I always forget to go on it when I fucking go on Amazon every time. Aye. Anyway, that's fine. Just everyone in the future, go to Films and Swearing first and then visit Amazon. Or you could support us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash FAS podcast. You could sign up via Facebook and you could pledge via PayPal. It's that easy. You get full access to over, I think now, since we recorded both Death Note and Safety Last, there's going to be about over 12 hours of additional podcasts. Uh, that is exclusively on there and you could get full access to it for as little as one pound that is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash f-a-s podcast anyway it's time for us to sign off so shout out to Andros for the theme music thanks to Stu McPherson Kenny B Carol all the cunts that vote for us on Twitter all the cunts that download and listen to the podcast uh, and use cunts for doing the work. Andy and Mike, listening, I would say listening, watching the film and talking about it with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be this weird cunt on my own just talking about films and answering myself. So it helps when there's somebody else. Uh, I just need to kind of do that We talk there just so I can get the theme music up. Uh, I wasn't really being thoughtful and caring towards you, so I was stalling for time. Motherfucker. Fucking get it. So yes, it is that time for us to pull out. And if we have learned one thing from today's episode, Mike, it would be... Quentin Tarantino doesn't do accents. Quentin Fucking no, he cannot. And I can barely <laughs> say words. Andy? Fuck off and cheer next week. <laughs>